Hello and welcome to the All That I Am Finding podcast. I am your host, Nada, and we're going to be talking about all the small, big, good, and bad things that I'm finding as I heal, grow, and evolve in this big, crazy world. We'll be talking mental health, grief, current events, arts and culture, relationships, And I can't wait for you to join me on this journey to explore all that I am finding. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of All That I'm Finding. I think this is episode four. Yeah, we'll go with that. Um, Welcome back. Last time we talked talk about self-discovery and I mentioned that we would be talking about grief during the holiday season today and we will be but first a little catch up I hope everybody finished their semester well strong healthy uh, whatever that means to you I think that week that um, the podcast aired I had just finished so all my assignments done finals done classes done um, passed woohoo to that <laughs> I will have to take one class, but I'm not surprised that it's math, and I am not a math person at all. So, you know, I'm okay. I'm okay with that. We're moving on, right? I'm getting ready for the next semester, giving our body, mind a much-needed break away from the stress of assignments and school and everything that comes with it. As this is what a break should be used for, right? A little relaxation, restoration, all of it. But, however, it is also time for the holidays. A lot of holidays, depending on what you celebrate and what time. You know, breaks end and and, uh, start and end, right? So, go from Hanukkah to Christmas to Kwanzaa to Three Kings Day to the New Year. I'm sure I am missing a bunch But in a short period of time, we've got a lot of holidays and we can even go back a month ago to talk about Thanksgiving, which is really, I think, kind of when the holiday season starts as it's Black Friday and holiday season starts, I feel like when Christmas, (laughs) Christmas shopping begins. Um, So this time isn't always necessarily that relaxing. It, It can be often very stressful for a lot of people um, and a lot of people who don't necessarily just have that nice, perfect, beautiful white Christmas with their all of their family and getting all the gifts and being in a warm house and whatnot, right? Difficult for a lot, a lot of people. Um, so I want to say happy holidays, and I do mean happy holidays, but uh, something I read recently too was have a gentle holiday. I wish you all a gentle holiday, and I think that's beautiful. Um. Because it it makes certain people feel seen who might not be having a happy holiday, right? Um, and of course, there are going to be those people out there like, yeah, gentle holiday, whatever. Everyone's, <laughs> it's like, what is it, war on Christmas? Is that what it is? Um, everyone's got something to say about, you know, the way you say happy holidays or whatnot. But um, <laughs> it's beside the point. I just think gentle holiday is a really just beautiful way to acknowledge the holidays, wish someone well and peace and love. Um, 
and maybe joy, but not necessarily be like, have a happy holiday. Now you you must be joyful during this time of the year when that's not the case for everyone. Um, and I will say, especially for those grieving, um, just because I can speak on that from my own personal experience, hence why we're talking about it today. I'm not going to speak on things I don't know. So uh, a little bit about my grief journey, my grief, what I don't, I don't think we've covered it really in this entire um, podcast, which I find quite ironic considering uh, one of the big reasons I wanted to start this podcast was after listening to a bunch of grief podcasts and wanting to talk about my grief. Um, so ironic, but hey, whatever. <laughs> We're getting into it now. Grief. Uh, in 2009... Um, my great-grandmother passed away. Very close to her. I'm the oldest great-grandchild, so very close to her. Um, long grief journey ahead of me. So then in my freshman year of college, yeah, my freshman year of college, um, uh, one of my dance teachers passed away. And that was since my great-grandmother's death, that was one of the most intimate deaths I'd faced, one of the closest deaths to me, um, that, that really impacted me. Um, and that's kind of where I started to recognize grief a little more as more than just sadness um, and recognize it, what it means as like an adult. Um, cause sometimes you don't really think about grief as a child. Like you may be grieving, but you don't really think about it. Then again, in 2020, I lost more than three family members all at different times for different reasons. Um, but there were three main ones starting with my great aunt, then my cousin a few months later. And then my grandpa only about a month after my cousin. And because of all of this, like, I don't even, I don't even know what do you say about it. I've been greatly changed. Yeah. Because <laughs> my heart broke into a million pieces. Um, but because of the timing of my cousin, my grandfather's death, it made and will probably continue to make the first semester, fall semester, really difficult because that's when, I, you know, I got the phone calls about people going into the hospital and the calls about, you know, their deaths. And um, just so many things happened around that time that um, it, it, it was trauma-related to death around that time. So it makes fall semesters hard and it makes – the holiday season honestly feel a little longer or a little different. Um, for me, when I think of holidays, I think of my holiday grief is surrounded by Halloween and Thanksgiving. My grandfather died November 1st, so Halloween is that reminder of that buildup. Um, and then we get into Thanksgiving, and it was so recent, so that the intensity of pain was still there. Um, but it was also the first holiday 
without these loved ones, specifically my grandfather, who I would, you know, actually see for Thanksgiving. Last holiday season, so we'll talk Christmas, New Year. It was hard because I was still in the early stages of grieving a lot of people and the intense pain had not kind of subsided yet. Uh, It was still really hard. I was sleeping all of the time and crying all of the time and eating all the time. And those were really the only three things I was doing. I was going to work too, but that's kind of because I had to, and that was really difficult to do. Um... But it wasn't like a, I wasn't crying over Christmas and and not seeing my loved ones that had passed on Christmas um, because everything was just intense. <laughs> every single day, everything was, I was hurting every single day. I was sad every single day. Um, and I think what helped last year was going with my boyfriend to see his family um, and getting in to be in a new environment. Um, and, you know, being away kind of from all the deaths that had happened. And that helped a bit last year, but I was actually even just talking with my aunt about it, um, that, you know, that same thing that last year, (laughs) it was all so, so fresh that it wasn't, oh, it's Christmas and now I'm having holiday grief. No, it was intense grief every single day. But now this holiday is when uh, it kind of hit me. Like, oh, oh, I'm sad now. And I'm sad now because it's the holidays and I'm grieving. Um, my grandfather, we wouldn't always see on holidays, depending on whose house it was at, whose you know, house the holiday party was happening at. Um, he was in a wheelchair, had health issues. So, you know, it wasn't always necessarily easy. Um, to get to one place, to get to another place. So now we see him. And because I got to see him at all of the points in time, holidays without him don't feel too out of the ordinary. But <laughs> it's still, it still stings, especially like Christmas shopping. I didn't really Christmas shop this year. <laughs> I don't have money for that. But Christmas shopping, like I saw, I was in Barnes and Noble and saw like a Sudoku book and he likes Sudoku. And I was like, I have a photo of him opening that up on Christmas a few years ago. Darn, I wish I could give that to him again and see his smile again. Uh, So it's, it's little things like that with him. And then my cousin and my great aunt, they were people I would like definitely see on Christmas. And the last time I saw my great aunt was my freshman year of college. Uh, so it's been a it's been a while, and then again, I would mostly see my cousin on Christmas as well. So that's what's missing because those were the like times that we'd always gather. It'd be very rare that we did not gather on those holidays. So now it's like, oh yeah, I'm missing that person that day. So I'm definitely like I'm missing that person since that they're not there I'm not seeing them so I'm extra missing them in in my feelings emotions wise um so how do I manage it well 
I don't know. I don't know how I manage my grief on a day to day. In some ways, I don't think I do manage my grief if we're being honest. But um, I think it feels like I don't manage it just because of it's it's not so terrible. It's terrible around their deaths and it's around right around the holidays surrounding their deaths, as I said earlier, but like the, you know, the holiday season we all sing about with the white snow and presents and everything. It's not as intense as those other times. So managing it doesn't feel like it's something I do, but it is something I do. So, um, I don't live home, went home right before the holidays. And I spent a lot of time going around the cemetery to see my family. I saw my cousin, my grandpa, my great grandma, my great grandpa, my other great grandpa. I just went around and said some little prayers, said hello to them, wished them a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year and hope they were partying wherever they were. And wishing them love and and letting them know that even the ones I had not met as they passed before I was born, they're forever in my hearts and my mind and my love and, you know, their, their soul, their memory lives on, um, at least just through stories. And I went to my grandfather's grave and I cried. I sang. I boo-hoo cried. <laughs> there, I usually cry when I get to his grave because it—that's when it really, really hits me. Um, every single time. But I, I boo-hoo cried this time. I think because it had been a minute, but it was also the holiday grief, and I sang. Uh, I did it my way. I don't know if that's Dean Martin or Frank Sinatra. I think I have heard two versions. I'm pretty sure it's Frank Sinatra. But I was singing that at the grave. <laughs> um, but yeah, to me, that that's just very something very comforting to me that I like to do anytime I go home to visit. But I really, really took extra time uh, to honor the holiday grief and to really spend time, I guess, <laughs> if you will, with uh, my loved ones. Christmas Eve. I wore one of my grandpa's old sweaters. It was a green one. Um, that honestly is surprising that it was his. Everyone was kind of surprised that it was his because <laughs> it does look like it was like made to fit like a young child. I don't know. I'm not a young child. <laughs> anyway, it was a cute sweater. Um, so I wore that. It was it was nice to wear that. I wore um, this necklace that he'd given me. Um, it was kind of like late Christmas present. I think last year I got it um, from my grandma and, you know, kind of with him as well in a way. Um, Or that, that felt good to honor him. That was on Christmas Day. Um, And I knew I wanted to do a lot of things. I knew that on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, the best way to honor my loved ones that had passed was going to be doing material things, like having their pictures in my purse or wearing things just because of how busy the time was. Um, 
and by honoring them intimately earlier on in the week. So that helped to kind of get through Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Um, trying to think, is there anything else? I think those are really like the biggest things that I have done to honor and during my holiday grief. I think now just the fact that I have more time to rest and relax. I can give myself more time to just think and, and talk to them and honor any grief I have. Um, sometimes I just need to cry and let it all out. And that's hard to do with a busy schedule. So, you know, when I say <laughs> this is a time of frustration, like I, I really mean it. This is the time to get all the intense crying out that I won't be able to stop. Cause it's not just I'm stressed. I'm going to cry. It's, it's a painful kind of cry. It's a longing cry. So get that out of the way. So I am not the only one grieving and nor am I the only one trying to manage this grief. So I asked on my Instagram the other day, um, I guess like, how are you, what are some ways to manage grief around the holidays or holiday grief, something like that. And so I got a few responses from people. I didn't respond to any of them to dig deeper. I just wanted to read them as they were. Share your feelings, don't hide them or pretend, which I love. I'm a big advocate for sharing your feelings. Um, and I actually saw a post recently that was like, when you invite somebody, make sure you invite their grief too. Because um, it can be really hard to like go places and be grieving and they'll be like, I have to mask my grief on top of maybe masking other things like being neurodivergent, right? So telling somebody or just not even verbally telling them, but making them aware that this is a safe space for them to come, safe space for them to come. Yeah, there we go. And for their grief to come as well. So they can share their feelings, right? They don't have to hide them or pretend. Doesn't necessarily mean verbal, but perhaps you think of someone a little tear falls out. You know, just have a random story to tell. Those things are important. The next one, speak to them as if they're in the room because they are. Not specifically for holidays, but it still applies, right? So, yeah. I mean, I love that. I try to do that all the time. And, you know, I have photos of my loved ones around my room. And right now I've got my candles lit to honor the ancestors and some incense happening. Um, yeah. And I, yeah. <laughs> Next one. Um. Tap into their metaphysical presence and remind yourself they're here in quiet ways. I love that because it kind of goes off that last one too because they're in the room. But I love that they're here in quiet ways. That's beautiful. And I'm going to reference Grace Anatomy for a second, so please bear with me. Uh, it was it was this past season, and this is a spoiler alert. If you have not seen the recent season, this is a big spoiler alert. So it, you know, just know that. Um, but a bunch of uh, old characters came back who had passed, and one of them, I don't remember which one, um, had said 
something along the lines of they just want them, them being the people on earth still, the people alive to listen to them, them being the people that died, um, and that they'll whisper things in their ears and they might, and that per, alive person might think it's their thought, but it's really it's the um, deceased loved one whispering something in their ear and when i heard that that made me cry i mean the whole season made me cry but wow it's powerful and i and tapping into their metaphysical presence and remind yourself to hear in quiet ways reminds me of that that's why i have candles lit um it's why i also speak to them out loud and the hearing quiet rays i like to imagine that you know, from outside, maybe they're the wind, they're a gentle breeze. Maybe I have an itch on my hand because they touched it. Actually, wait, hang on. I woke up the other day. This is this is a fun little ditty right here. I was sleeping at my grandmother's and was taking a nap on the couch, and all of a sudden, I felt like my like head was being tickled. And in my dream, and in my dream, I almost like smacked the person next to me because I thought they're tickling my head. Then I woke up and my head didn't tickle anymore. And I was like, that had to be my grandfather. Like that is something, absolutely something he would do. So I texted my cousin. She was like, that was definitely him. <laughs> and it, it like, it can be scary to think about that they're there with you. But then something beautiful like that happens and you're just, you're comforted. Um, so yeah. Love that one. Uh, next one is new traditions to forget the old ones. Agreed. Uh, also went with my boyfriend's family for Christmas this year. And I do think that's helpful. Um, the last one. The last one just says ha. And um, I was, <laughs> this person is a friend of mine. And I was going to respond to as deeper. But like knowing the person and also just knowing grief ha it's funny yeah like <laughs> manage manage my emotions what manage my grief um because like if we're being honest grief is not manageable <laughs> like i feel like it's more so just a fact of like honoring it because Managing it like, I don't even know what that means. I feel like you can manage your life around grief. But like I took a week off of work when um, the deaths were happening last year. And that's not that my grief was unmanaged, but I was honoring it and knowing that I couldn't go to work for that week. So um, let's maybe we, maybe we change the focus to how do we honor it? How do we? Um, and then manage and make time for all the other things in our lives we have to do, the responsibilities that may be difficult to do. Um, but yeah, right? What a, wow, what an intense, an intense thing that is inevitable. Yet, <sighs> man, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and on that note, uh, we're going to end for today. 
I have talked for long enough. You have all listened for long enough. Um, thank you to the people who uh, responded to my IG uh, question. Uh, that was helpful. Um, and to those people and to everyone who may be listening, who is grieving, I send my love and my light. Take some extra time for you, not only for the holiday season, but any hard season that has to do with your grief and every single day. It's it's really important to make said time to honor your grief, to honor your loved ones, um, and to do so intimately as as a group. To do to do so intimately with yourself, maybe just alone in your room, but also as a group. And if that means going to like a grief support group and sharing or on Instagram or talking with your family or your friends, those are all really important things. So I wish everybody a gentle new year. Be safe. Find some time for peace. And I will see you guys next time. Although I won't actually see you, but we'll talk again later. <laughs> Oh, I'll see you guys in 2022. <sighs> Look at that. Neda here. Thank you all for joining me in today's discussion. Peace, love, and light to everybody. And I can't wait to talk next time to discuss all that I'm finding. <laughs> <laughs>